How does she how does she present the idea? What is it she says to her? She's not she's not presenting this in a she's going to be a good answer. No, she kind said of way. you do it or I will. And she was going to do it before. She, they called, they tried to lure Flynn yeah. to her house right. in order to do this previously. So yeah. she feels this needs to be done. Right. And the and fact that cool. when she walked into the when she walked into the the car wash and didn't immediately jump down Flynn's throat with this information, but like took her aside and tried to do it as she sees it the right way. <laughs> I, 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 oh, you're right. I take it back. She's being a great sister. Oh, yeah. They, well, no, but we're not <laughs> saying that. She's not being a great sister. Dude, my... All I'm saying is like she's doing the best that she can exactly given For, this situation world. yes given who mm-hmm. she is given the situation she's and she's not betraying the person that she is in right. what she is doing here yes there is some gloating yes there is some Lots. validation it's like the Lots. one thing that she wanted to do was win in this case you know yep. what was the big bad and the big bad has been destroyed and yeah. now she is you know and again, when you remember that how upset she was when Hank got shot, you know, however many seasons ago, and when she realized that ultimately that was because of Walt, and, and she just found that out. I mean, what, it's been only a few days? Right. Um, mm-hmm. So that is still really, really raw for her. I am not saying I agree with how she handled this. I don't agree with it. I don't think she handled when- it well. I'm oh. just saying that I understand when why she Ka- did it, and I don't. I didn't hold her in contempt for it. One of the running things on this show, where we talked about earlier, and comes to fruition once again here, is when characters make decisions and take action based on their emotions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's generally the wrong thing to do. It's usually yeah. not a good thing, whether it be Walt mm. or Jesse or Hank. And in this case, Marie. Yeah. Okay, but now hold on a sec. Now I know that if if your team Walt and you meaning one, people listening, if you know how at, at this point, let's go back before Marie made Skylar tell Flynn. Yeah. Um, made. Yeah, well, I know. I know that she I, she was in. Oh, but hold on. But hold on. What is the best? that could have happened for Walt at that point before Flynn and Skylar knew any of this. The bet, quote, best that could have happened would be he comes back, he's packing up, Flynn, Holly, and Skylar come home, and they go off with him. And because they never knew that he was supposedly arrested, they know nothing about Hank, they know nothing about any of this, and they all, you know, leave blissful, semi-blissfully into the sunset. And Walt would have been free to make up whatever lie he wanted. Yes, yes. (laughs) As to why we're doing that. Would that have been best for Skylar, Flynn, and Holly? Would that lie? I don't know. I mean, I don't have the answer. But you could argue that it ended up being better for them to know this now so that when they encountered him at home, Skylar would question what the fuck was going on and where's Mm -hmm. Hank. Yeah. And, and and things would happen the way they did, so they wouldn't go with him, so that they would really see him in a clearer light. This may have ended up being better. 
Possibly, it's all—it's all how you choose to perceive that, and whether you believe that is a better situation for them. I wouldn't disagree with it because one can say it's always better to know the truth. Um, but it's consider- always better to base your choices on all yeah. the information you possibly can get. And again, we've seen back-to-back episodes characters making decisions based on misinformation or lacking information, and those decisions and those choices turn out to be wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's an interesting point, though. Well, and when I Skyler... Be- do I believe she... that Marie is genuinely thinking that way? No, of course I not. I personally don't. No. That, that's why no, I, be- wait, I, be- I don't think she's operating on that. I, I, I most definitely do, because she has that conversation about, listen, I, she talks up to her about the fact that I don't know what he did to you but hopefully you can be redeemed. Mm-hmm. I, I, and she, mm-hmm. she tells her, like, there was that whole thing that we didn't understand where you wanted your kids gone and you wanted, and you were angry as hell as him. And we were clearly, you at that point were wrestling with something that we didn't know about. And then she comes back to, all I can think of is you're my sister. Well, yeah, and what's what's interesting as you're saying that is that when Marie first goes in and and is pulling Skylar aside, she, to me, Marie seemed happy about it. And and natural, I mean, she was happy that Walt was arrested. Mm -hmm. She seemed to, I don't know if she was expecting Skylar would be happy or relieved or what, but if she did, then, then Chris, you just explained that, that... Marie was at least trying to convince herself and give Skylar the benefit of the doubt that Walt did something to her to make her go along with it. Mm-hmm. And so as such, she would go in there sli- at least slightly thinking that, that Skylar would be happy or at least relieved to hear that Walt had been arrested and it's all over, not realizing that Skylar might be really upset about it. I still don't agree. Sorry. Well, this also will come into play a little later in the episode, uh, so we can discuss it again there. <laughs> <laughs> because there's some shit that goes down in this episode that we need to really just explore. And this is a great um, meeting, <laughs> you know, a great clash between characters that mm-hmm. needed to have this clash. Um, but it's not the greatest no, clutches. the greatest yes, at the end. <laughs> that well, is, that no. is let, to come multiple times. This, let this me summarize. So yeah, uh, and Susan, was there <laughs> something else in Act Two? There, there? was. There was. Oh, okay, one sorry. More thing. <laughs> I'd kind of yeah. like to go out of order you just at this skip point. Over, you know? No, no I don't want to skip over it. We hijacked your just... bit, so why don't you okay, continue? That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you continue and finish off, and, and then we'll discuss it in a little more detail. And we see uh, Jesse is in the basement of Oz. Um, <laughs> oh, good lord! <laughs> yes, but without the bucket, and he's got his clothes on. Um, <laughs> so it's his uh, his torture cell at the uh, the Aryan Brotherhood, <sighs> and he's been he's been beaten by by Todd, um, and uh, from the Insider podcast, like that was like an hour and a half of makeup to, uh, to get him looking like that. And, uh, if there were like six different appliances on his face and 
that's down from season two, where it was four hours for the uh, Hank uh, eyepiece. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this eye wasn't as swollen. <laughs> so, um, and so uh, we we see Todd coming down there to to get Jesse and bring him up the ladder and. Yeah, he is he is there to uh make Jesse cook. And he hooks him up to this uh to this contraption there in the uh a in tether. The, yeah. And um uh, so I I call him now Jesse the meth monkey <laughs> because he's kind of a you know, like like a like the oh, what is it that I'm trying to think of that the guys who have the monkeys and monkey grinder thing? Yeah. Yeah. The organ grinders. And, oh, yeah, organ grinder, yeah. Yeah. And they have the, the little monkey on the harness. So uh, Todd put up a photo of Brock and Andrea to uh, make Jesse do what he wants him to do. So he'll he'll have to cook for the Aryan Brotherhood. Now, here's a question. Is this something that we think Jesse is doing, I mean, uh, da, 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 Todd is doing on his own? Or is the Aryan Brotherhood in on it? Because, like, Todd is cough, is the cook. Mm-hmm. Todd is yeah. the cook. He thought he could fix it. He thought he could make things better. But he clearly is... He needed some more tutoring. Yeah, well, he clearly realized the potential that Jesse represented. Mm-hmm. I was taking it, like, the way that Todd was getting him out of the basement and taking him up all alone. The impression that I got, and I don't know if it's right or not, is is that this was just Todd doing this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's what I thought too. That the others don't just know. wanted to make sure that's what everybody thought. Yeah, that that Actually, that was I, the real reason that they that Todd wanted. Um, sounds like guessing. we have a, a voice of yeah. dissent. Yeah, slight. Um, <laughs> I believe that they are aware of it because otherwise they would have been making a, a bigger deal about not because they kind of leave it that Walt, it appears that Walt's not going to have to cook for them. So I'm assuming between you know in between those scenes, Jesse's pointed out that he can cook just as well as Mr. White can because he can, and I gotta think someone would have helped Todd set up that incredible apparatus with the with the with the tether and everything. I'm amazed that they even had that to begin with. Um, so I I will say that they are aware of it. Well, that's why I'm thinking Todd is like a one cunning son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, I, because here's here's why. Because never mind the fact that you have the setup. Never mind the fact that Todd, they do come and check things out from time to time. So how they, how are you going to hide Jesse? But eventually they're going to be like, if we've already gotten all the information, then they would have killed Jesse already. So the mm-hmm. fact that Jesse's not well, dead, but Todd was supposed to be the one to do that. He said, "I'll take care of that." Mm-hmm. And well, they've they've got. The money, mm-hmm. so yeah. Why did well, they not care about anymore? And, and talk about greed. What the fuck are they doing cooking anyway? They've got eighty million dollars. Yeah, but so maybe they don't care about it. They it's only you know seventy nine. I mean uh, sixty nine yeah, or seventy. The... But um, maybe they don't care about cooking anymore. But Todd wants to because he wants to Lydia. to earn. No, oh, that okay. Right, that's a Lydia. good point. Mm-hmm. But he also may want to be like. <laughs> I like how Kelly's pissed off. Not that. 
not what wait what it sounded like you just went no not that no not with lydia no i agree that was great the lydia's great um i think that's a great idea but i also think that todd may want to i don't know if they're all cooking still or not obviously i'm not a writer of the show i'm just saying they might not be cooking at all it might just be todd who wants to cook so that he learns how to do it as well at, or as close to Walter White's status as he can. Hmm. And then, like you just pointed out, and Lydia as well. Yes, because he made her a promise, didn't he? Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. And it, he loves her. It's in Lydia's best interest that the cook gets better. Yeah. And Todd is doing everything in his power to make sure that happens. Hmm. Yeah. So if Lydia loses her cook, then, you know, what's going to happen to Lydia? So, yeah, he's... Protecting that uh, line of But there's something there. very, very, very important that got skipped over. Hugely important. It, w- w- let's yeah. roll back, kids, all the way ah. to... Um, what, what Jesse says to him? Yeah. We're, we're, That's important, I know. Yeah. It's well, huge. go ahead and say it. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. When he... <laughs> <laughs> no more fucking story leading up to it. Just say it. <laughs> he says... I told you where the tape is. Just go to the house and get it. Yeah. And no this, one else knows right. about it. Nobody just, else. Knows just Hank about and his it. partner. Yeah. Right. Just Hank and his partner. But this puts somebody else in dire, dire danger. And Good. I was really concerned. <laughs> oh, damn, Scott. That's just cold blooded biatch. Because you lost like, me. <laughs> yeah. Well, when uh, and. I guess we haven't finished the scene, so we haven't come to it yet. But like at the end of the scene, it's um, it's um, Marie who tells Skylar, "Go home, take the kids home. We'll regroup later," mm-hmm. which would leave Marie either going to her home <laughs> or I don't know where. And if she went to her home, it's quite possible that you know those two might meet. Like the the no. the Nazis going to get the tape because they're going to Hank's home. Well, so were you? That. Is that what you were uh, worried about or, or thinking during the show? I mean, because obviously we know. Yeah. That. Okay. When I saw Marie at the house later on, it was relief. Yeah. For me, yeah. obviously, it was it was sadness yeah. for Scott. <laughs> it was like, oh damn, yeah. she she lived. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought for sure this was like setting up. Uh, because the one loose end yeah, is at, at their at Marie's house. Yeah. yeah. Take out take out both Schraders. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Well, and it still could happen. You know, maybe they didn't dart it, over there right yeah, now. Yeah, that's they, still they, a, an open thing. Knock yeah. on wood. Okay. Damn! <laughs> what is up with you? <laughs> this they is the life we're talking about. And Marie loves purple. Oh, My hair is purple. <laughs> It is. So yeah, I I had some worry um, at the point when I was like figuring out, wait, what what's Jesse telling him to do? <laughs> He's telling him to go to Marie's house and get a tape yeah. of his ransack home. the house. Yeah, mm-hmm. purple everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Aryans will love it. <laughs> maybe maybe she bleeds purple. <laughs> <sighs> Now, he did not mention Marie. I know, obviously, it's incidental and, and important that 
that is yeah, where Marie he, lived. He never mentioned Marie. He yes, just which I liked. The two cops. Yeah, yeah. Right. didn't say anything about and the wife. You know, he didn't say anything like that. So I, Well, he didn't confess to the wife. I mean, we don't know that Marie was present during his confession. Right, I, no, and no. I kind of doubt she was. I mean, I, I don't no, know, but was. I was just, I was glad that Jesse did not mention her. Yeah, I, I remember her saying she was going out. Oh, yeah. Yep. During all that. I wish he had mentioned her. Go on. <laughs> Reasonable hate is going on here. Yep. Unreasonable right. hate police. Well, That's right. And it's Scott. So I'm I'm letting my emotions get the better of me with this decision I've made. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna hear some of Scott's real laughter soon. So Later. Susan, yes. After the monkey on the chain has found his duty what where do we, where does that leave us then we go to commercial really i thought we went back to the office that's that's next that's after commercial mm-hmm. yeah yeah oh, so it ended with okay yeah all right yeah so for me the theme of this third act from walt's perspective is betrayal um I don't want to do a blow by blow. So y'all tell me if there's something that you want me to pick, you know, like point out or y'all want to point out that's a tiny detail. But um, what I most notice, and when we come back from the commercial, we see that they just told Flynn and, and Marie keeps calling him Flynn, um, which Chris, then you pointed out uh, Skyler is going to start calling him that again right after this. So there's no more Junior here. There's no more Walt Junior. Mm-hmm. Um, what I uh, what I particularly noted here is that Flynn went through the normal, you know, like text psychology textbook um, reactions to this. You know, he got really angry and was in denial about it, sticking up for his dad and and calling his mom a liar and then questioning. So when are you lying, then or now? Which is which is the the truth and which is the lie? And uh, we cut to seeing Walt um, arriving at the house, going in and, and random, not semi-randomly, yeah, packing up his own stuff. He grabs Holly's stuff. It looked like he grabbed stuff, you know, for all four members of the family. And um, then we jump back to seeing Skylar, Flynn, and Holly in the car. And we first see Holly, which again foreshadowing about Holly and and Mm. my worry again was she's gonna die but there's this ding 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 Susan do the ding thank you going on in the car Flynn hadn't put on his seatbelt and I loved how Skyler points that out and and says it's not safe and he says you've got to be shitting me Mm -hmm. (laughs) and what I was also thinking there is poor Skylar has no control over anything right now. Her entire life has been out of control for a year, more than a year, and now even more so. So she's trying to control this one little thing that she should be able to control, and she can't. Um, and and that part of that control is, in this case, and, and metaphorically, um, goes exactly to the safety of her children. She's trying to keep them safe. And she can't even do that. She can't force her son to put on his seatbelt. 
So she uh, is wondering about the random pickup truck in the driveway when they get home. And, and here's Walt running out the door, putting stuff into the car. And immediately we see the barrel on the back of the truck. And he immediately tells them, get inside. You've got to pack up. You've got to go. Um, but Flynn is outside, like, spilling the beans, saying, you know, what he just found out and trying to get confirmation one way or the other from his dad. And Skylar is just looking incredulous and getting Holly coming inside. And Walt is in a panic trying to get them out. And all Skylar wants to know is, why are you here? And then ultimately, where's Hank? Mm -hmm. And I loved seeing the emotion on Walt's face and hearing the cracking in his voice when he said, that he negotiated with mm -hmm. Hank and then said, we're fine, but we've got to get out of here. And, and the continuing thing about trust me. Um, then we see, I am going to point out this detail because I like it and I like how everything circles back around. Uh, we see a shot of in the kitchen, the butcher block, the knives and the phone and Skylar walking towards them. And it, there was a very similar shot in the flashback beginning where we saw Skylar packing up the clown. And there was also a phone and the knives there. And we're wondering, what is she going for? And she goes for the knife. So this is where the, it's really Walt's second big betrayal of the day. It's all the same day when he found out that Jesse had betrayed him. Jesse was a rat. I know that was last episode, but it's still same day. Mm -hmm. And now Skylar's betraying him because she tells him to get out enough. Don't say one more word, holds the knife up and is standing between him and, and Flynn. And when Walt starts to go for her, she does slash and, and cuts him and the look on his face. Um, it's as if she had cut him in the heart and not yeah. just the hand. Um, and it's not he just yells. the look on his face, it's the sound effects, the, the music that, uh, this weird echoey sound, mm. it like dilates time Yeah, down yeah. to milliseconds as he, you know, goes into rage mode. <laughs> yeah. And, and yells, what the hell is wrong with you? We're a family. And, um, he says there, it yeah, the after okay. Well, so they're they're fighting, rolling around on the floor, and um, I kept thinking that that knife is going to kill one of them. Not Walt, of course, but one of the kids or or Skylar. Right. Um, it 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 was really. I mean, this whole episode, I was on the edge of my seat. Um, That's certainly where a lesser show would go. Right. We've seen tussles with sharp objects before. Yeah. Right. In yeah. countless dramas. Yeah. And, Same thought, and no, right? No one else got hurt. It was just Walt at the beginning. Um, and then the third betrayal of the day, Flynn picks up the phone and calls the police. Mm -hmm. And um, so while that's going on, Walt heads out. And, and what was shocking was he took Holly with him. Um, I did not expect that. And then again, for me, panic, because he throws her into the car with him, into the truck with him, on his lap, no car seat. Right. 
and starts to back out, pushing Skylar's car out of the way in reverse. I mean, talk about making decisions from emotions. Just wow. And Skylar, now this circles back around to not having any control over her children's safety, is running down the street. Um, I, and especially when she stops, you can see her shaking, her whole body shaking. I thought Anna Gunn did an amazing job in this scene. Um, absolutely can't do anything to stop him from going and taking Holly um, with him. This would be the second collapse we've seen in the episode. The first yeah. being Walt, Walt. being uh, seeing Hank being killed. Right. And, then and no. this is Skyler Falls. Skyler no. seeing... There was another one with uh, Jesse after Walt told him about Jane. Did he? As he, yeah, as he was being being dragged away, he just kind of collapsed and let the guy drag him away instead of oh, being okay. on his feet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just didn't remember him falling all the way to his knees, but but yeah, definitely. No, not all the way. No. Yeah. Well, this one echoed shot, yes. shot wise. Yeah. The same kind of setup that was with, yep. uh, with she just didn't walt. fall all the way to her face the way walt did which she didn't need to because nobody died in this scene of course the family did exactly the family <laughs> is totally shot yeah yep. i want to make a couple comments about this act because it was every act of this episode was amazing to begin with but like even going back to the car when they're driving and you mentioned the uh, the ding, ding, ding of the seatbelt. I like that because it was almost like a soundtrack within the show. And it was, it was yet because there's a, been a lot of ticking time bomb like soundtrack usage this entire season or half season where it's all about building, you know, tension and suspense. The fact they did it with a seatbelt sound was kind of a, a new way to go. I thought that was kind of interesting. And there was one line that Junior says, um, excuse me, Flynn, we should all call him Flynn now. Uh, in the car, when he says, "If this is all true and you knew about it, then you're as bad as him." Yeah, it's got to come back in the last act. Yeah, I yeah. think that really cut her, so to speak. The fight was unbelievable. Um, this isn't really a spoiler, but it reminded it reminded me of a, of fights between two um, on the Sopranos between the husband and wife. I won't say anything more about it because I know you guys haven't watched it yet. Mm-hmm. But they took it to a new level with a knife, and yeah. then when Walt, and then when I keep calling him Walt Junior, my gosh, and then when Flynn jumps into the fray, I will confess, I was like, oh, this is when he's gonna, get, they're gonna kill the kid, and I was so mm-hmm. happy that they didn't, yeah. not simply because I don't want the kid to die, but because of what Chris said, a, a more, any other show would have went that route, they didn't, they're not. They're they're never they never take the predictable route, and I'm that's why the show is amazing, and I I love the fact that they didn't do that. And they yeah. really made Flynn a stand up dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he made a choice. He he, yeah. he was throughout the fight screaming at both of them. He was like, right. "Dad, mom, dad, stop, mom, stop." He wasn't choosing sides, but when Walt took control of the situation <laughs> and had the knife. And there was, at first I was thinking Flynn misinterpreted what was going on, but in rage mode, I don't know what would have gone on with Walt having that knife. Mm -hmm. So, like, his barrel roll into a a 
protective mode. Badass. Badass. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think this of the year. Right. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was incredibly significant because, and again, I could be misremembering something, but this was the what the first or like really clear time where he picks his mother over his father because one of the running things on this show has been he kind of always seems to take it out on his mother. He calls right. his mother, a, kept calling his mother a bitch, kept blaming her for the divorce, all these different situations. He was always taking it out on her as opposed to his father. This yeah. is the one time we see well, his father he, gives him cars. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And well, she, and, she, and to go from, you know, it, it's been no more than an hour since he found all this out or okay let's say maybe an hour because maybe they had to go to daycare to pick up the baby first on the way home so (laughs) who knows but still really short amount of time that he went from anger at Skyler for finding all this out um and denial about it all to whammo total well okay probably not total acceptance but acceptance enough that he was able to make that kind of decision to call the cops and, and probably mm-hmm. save the day. Now the well, question he kept saying is too, he wanted to speak to his father. And during this whole scene, he kept trying to speak to his father and yeah. his father was having none of it. His father yeah. was in shutdown mode. His father was in action mode. Mm-hmm. And he would, he, he kept saying things like, can we please just stop for a minute and tell me what's going on? And then when he's like, uncle Hank is dead. Yeah. <laughs> because everyone had their own agenda in this you know walt had his agenda of getting home and getting his family out of there to save them from jack and crew um skyler had the agenda of finding out what happened to hank and then protecting her children and and flynn's agenda was to find out just what's going on because once he realized he'd been lied to and kept in the dark all this time so yeah they were i think that interpretation is a little weird you you think they're in danger from Jack? I I think that Walt would be worried that they would be in danger from them. I thought he might be worried no. that the police would be coming after him. That too, but... I think it's more that DEA agents and brother-in-laws right. have been killed, and there's going to be one pissed-off Marie who knows what the fuck's going on. Yeah. And so, like, <laughs> staying around is not an option. This is, like, yeah. something that should have been done so long ago. Yeah. <laughs> but that that's neither here nor there. Can we also point out that after 60 episodes, I'm going to say this is probably R.J. Mitty's finest hour on this series. Yes. <laughs> He was amazing. Give I give the kid all the credit in the world. Uh, and that was truly heartbreaking, watching his reaction to finding out about his father to the fight scene. I was like, man, the kid's knocking it out of the park. Good for him. Uh, I was glad he, he gave him oh. something really important to do, finally. Mm-hmm. The call was amazing. The phone call that he makes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and and just and, breaks it down and, and cements mm-hmm. home for Walt that it's like, you're 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 done. Yeah. You've yeah. lost them both. He's looking at them and he's seeing that they're no longer his family. Thus, he takes but, Holly, the, the only one who hadn't betrayed him mm-hmm. yet. Yet. Aww. <laughs> Aww. Oh my God. That's worse than me and Marie. All right, come on. 
No, but from Walt's perspective, and I'm not saying that that it, that that Holly does betray him, but and I know that's not oh, she, it's not right now, but but it kind of is. She makes it clear later. She's what she choice. wants, <laughs> right? Yeah. But when Walt grabs Holly, what's interesting is like this scene is not seen by, um, by um, Skyler. 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 It's yeah. seen by. Um, Junior right. and Junior is on the phone and he's like and he's saying he's like oh no oh wait <laughs> and that's when she looks up and sees that like mm-hmm. the baby's gone and yeah. so is Walt and goes after him and that whole amazing sequence takes place afterwards like from stem to stern the choreography of the fight and the blurring effects have you noticed like I, I don't know if it was done to like keep us from seeing who the stunt people were <laughs> that were involved in some of this because like i'm pretty sure you know like there was a yeah. big mop of skylar hair in the way a lot yeah. of the time and the stunt was... people did the the fall to the floor and right. that's pretty much it but there was a lot of blurring even of flynn in the background like you, you couldn't see any of the participants. There was like Vaseline over the entire scene <laughs> <laughs> as they were duking it out. But I, I, I do want to bring up, and this is probably going to piss off Scott, but I don't care. Uh, one bit of set dressing, things that just struck me uh, as interesting was those two photos that are up on, or they're not photos. They're drawings. They're like they were at the exhibit. So yeah, I saw them in person. Right, those two drawings on the up on the wall, like you see them in the Skylar scene before, um, in during the flashback, and then you see them really close up just before the fight begins, mm-hmm. and like you see how crudely they're drawn. I'm like, who was that? Uh, who who did these? It was like <laughs> what was flowing through my know. brain. <laughs> yeah, I think much maybe like Skylar. Much did like, them. where's the baby, Scott? Who Chris? It would only bother me if we then spent the next seven minutes speculating <laughs> about where who painted them. <laughs> then it starts to bother me. Making the observation, that's fine. <laughs> I say Skylar did it there. I love those paintings because they're so, especially having seen them up close and personal. They are just as garish and weird <laughs> as, you, as those glimpses you see in the show to the point where, why would you even have this up in your house? They're, they're rather horrible. They're horrifying, actually. Well, there you go. The only I, reason they would be up is because Skylar drew them. I don't know I if they've ever mentioned her having a, paint, uh, a past of arts and crafts, but it's possible. Yeah. I like to think that Marie did it, so I have one more reason not to like her this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, there weren't so. purple enough. True. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> the color of a bruise. Anyway, go on. <laughs> Chilling. <Yeah>. Meant to be. <laughs> but an amazing sequence, by far. There's also... Uh, and. Uh, Scott, this scene could not happen without Marie's interloping. Oh, 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 absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love I love the consequences for the show due to her actions. My I have no much like anyone else's bad decisions leading to awesome drama and awesome moments on the show later on. It doesn't mean that I'm in fi- just as a, on a character basis. Mm-hmm. You I just keep Marie. 
I hate what she did. It, it pissed me off. And that's it, did, it did for me, too. I'm just saying, on second viewing, my, my take on it changed a bit. And you might, might want to just look at that one scene and maybe, I don't know. Oh, if, if you're I... setting your ways, you're setting your ways. But like, there, there is more going on there, I think. And oh, she, it, everybody's got their shades. Oh yeah. Well, well, she, well, she gets hers in in the act you're about to talk about. So I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's just one other thing I wanted to bring up about the previous scene, and it was Skylar's decision. Um, Skylar's decision really came about during her sequence with Marie where she tells Flynn that I will always be that's a question I will be asking myself for the rest of my life like why you went along with this it's weird that Flynn being the youngest member of the white family seems to have the strongest conviction about whether or not meth dealing is a bad idea (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, he, he he looked up to Hank a lot. So he probably has that that, but that Hank, black and white. Yeah. yeah, maybe. I mean, clearly Skylar had issues. There was a whole season about it where she was very negative and, and nasty to our protagonist. <laughs> and we will get into exactly how nasty she was and how people felt about that in this act coming up. But... Um, yeah, she kind of made the decision then that she was going to um, – that she had made the wrong choice, I think, in backing Walt in all these in all these things. And then when she finds out that Hank is dead because of Walt, that's it. <laughs> there is no, no possible way that she's going off with this man, and she breaks out the knife and – decides to defend the family and she so, assumes that he himself killed hank even though he said i, I tried to save him worries about that aspect of it because she heard just like marie did that he was in handcuffs it's not that he himself killed hank it's he was responsible for killing hank because he told she told him essentially the same thing back when hank was hospitalized mm-hmm. At the end of that sequence, she goes up and she goes to him and says, I can't help but think that Hank is here because of you. Yeah. She's right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And now Hank is dead and it can only be because of you. It's like, why are you here? Where's Hank? If you're here, Hank's got to be not here because he never would let you go. Right. That's her conclusion during that sequence absolutely we move into oh is it now permissible to talk about the baby scott i just wanted to make sure that that because as long as as we're not talking as long as we're not talking about daycare it's fine it's it we're going to talk about the baby (laughs) holly white is being changed by walter white (laughs) only her diaper only her diaper is being changed (laughs) oh my god i I am not derailing this scott (laughs) i i I know who the derailer is generally i know go on (laughs) so um and he's attempting to get her to say dada he's trying to make her say daddy um 
what he gets out of her is not the mama, <laughs> which just took me back to dinosaurs. <laughs> if you can remember that series, that's like the one episode I watched and it was the first one. And there was a baby dinosaur who kept saying, not the mama. Okay. Uh, and that's what Holly White is doing to Walter. Uh, he's cl- she's clearly asking for her mother. Mm-hmm. And we see that Walt realizes he's made a terrible mistake in taking this baby. Um, he, he kisses her. She is completely decked out in pink teddy bear gear. <laughs> there you go. The, in fact, the description given by the police to the Amber Alert system is pink and white jacket, pink pants, <laughs> burgundy hat. <laughs> and the, uh, the the baby thing, that was just magic, you know, because uh, her the baby's mother happened to be standing off camera where where she could see her yeah Yeah, behind cranston and started started talking it was unscripted yeah susan shared that on uh... you can't script a baby (laughs) i i thought that was amazing when you told me that i just Mm -hmm. wow talk about happy accident and i I don't mean to diaper (laughs) no you know what if anybody could get a baby to act i think oh my god simply because if you've seen looper the kid in that is amazing. He does work with children well. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And did and and did you see the the look on Cranston's face when he when oh he God. held Holly? Yeah, and kisses. It, it's oh it, basically gosh. his goodbyes. He's kissing the last of his family farewell. Yeah. That sequence. But to me, it was even more touching after I read that it was not scripted that, yeah. that the baby starts saying "Mama" and that he just went with it. And they went with it and they kept it. And you, I mean, why wouldn't they? Oh, my God. It was so perfect. Yeah. Can, but, can we throw in the joke that Bill Hader made about this scene and talking bad? It's the most we've ever seen Walter White taking care about his daughter from this whole series. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not saying it was true, but it was very funny. Well, I'm but you saying, know what? I, I have a friend who watches the show and her comment about Holly, actually about both kids, has been um, she thinks that nobody cares about the kids except for Marie, most of all, and then Skylar. And and so she has noticed that. Like, I didn't notice that, the, the not paying attention to, to Holly or even that, you know, interacting that much with Junior at the time because that's not what the show is about, even though he does it all for his family. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so other people have noticed that. Mm-hmm. Although, although I, well, I would say the fact that she, and Marie mentions it in her scene, the fact that at one point she was fearful for her family's lives, so she deliberately sends them away, even though it's sacrificing her time with her both of her children, kind of tells me Skylar dev, definitely does care about her family quite strongly. So I don't know if I would agree with that comment. Sorry, Chris, didn't mean to derail your thing. Yeah. That's all right. Cool it's a conversational coming. podcast. We can do these things. So, um, <laughs> we uh, cut to um, the white residence where the police are there um, responding to um, a call 
made by Skyler, of course, and, and well, actually, probably the one that um, um, Junior Blake. does. But um, they they are putting out a, a confirmation of an Amber Alert. They're giving a description of the baby. They're giving a description of Hank. Um, and Marie is sitting there going, uh, just saying to herself over and over, he had him in handcuffs. He had him in handcuffs. How could this be? She is completely confused by how Walt got away and is obviously not looking towards the, the, um, the conclusion that her sister has come to. Now, a very interesting thing struck me at this scene. I'm sitting there from the get-go wondering what has been said to these cops? <laughs> because um, we've got Marie, who certainly knows a lot of information. We've got Skylar, who knows a lot of information. And my final uh, takeaway from all of this is Skylar is super smart. She does not give up anything beyond what's vital. And what's vital to her right now is I want my baby back. My husband took my baby, yeah. kidnapped him or kidnapped her. <laughs> I need her back. That is all she has disclosed. But I think Marie and Flynn probably would have said something about what else is going on. Maybe, but we don't have that information. We don't. We don't. I'm assuming that information actually hasn't come up because that's what makes what happens next work. It's only if they don't have certain aspects of the information. Um, and this is allowed to be the story that gets told. What, one of, one of the hallmarks of this half season has been the brilliance of the writers to eliminate unnecessary exposition because we're going to get the story anyway. We don't like, we didn't need to see Jesse's confession because we're going to see Hank and Gomez talking about it and reacting to it. We didn't need to see Skylar telling her son the whole story because we're going to see him reacting and we'll get the full story that way as well. Yeah. And we also don't, we don't need to see them telling the cops about what's going on because in what you're about to tell us, well, you know what? Why don't you just tell us? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm actually going to tell it in the writer's words because I can't do this scene justice but one of the things that struck me was this is a pretty quiet se uh, segment. Like beyond the conversation that Hank has on the on the Hank Hank's dead. So that Walt, <laughs> Walt has on the phone with Skyler. Beyond that conversation, there's really very little dialogue. In fact, I think the only dialogue in the scene. Uh, or in the segment is the word "hey" that comes afterwards uh, when someone notices the lights on uh, the truck are on. But um, basically, Walt uh, calls on the phone and says, "Skyler, it's me. Pick up." She tells the cops, "That's him. That's my husband." Um, they want to start a. Tr uh, they they say to start a trace on the landline. He's, he while he continues on, I know you're there. Pick um so pick up so pick up Skyler. You hear me? Answer the phone. Walt, where's Holly? Now the acting here is very stilted and intentional, and I think brilliant. It is Sky. Uh, it is uh, Anna Gunn playing Skyler White to a T, trying to focus in on what's important here. And then Walt launches into his 
bestest of lies. This is what it's all been leading up to. Um, what, uh, what the hell is wrong with you? Why can't you do one thing I say? To which she's honestly surprised. She goes, what? <laughs> and uh, he says, this is your fault. This is what it comes from your disrespect. I told you, Skylar. I warned you um, for a solid year. You cross me, there will be consequences. What part of that didn't you understand? She says, you took my child. Um, he replies, because you need to learn. You bring her back. I love how basic it is. It's like, mm -hmm. she's just... You took my child, you bring her back. <laughs> She's definitely just reacting to Walt here. But, like, she has that open-eye catatonic stare that you keep talking about, Scott, mm -hmm. on the entire conversation. Because she's absorbing information as she's giving it. Um, maybe now you'll listen. Maybe now you'll use your damn head. You know, you never believed in me. You were never grateful for anything I did for this family. Oh no, Walt. Walt, you'll have to stop. It's immoral. It's illegal. Someone will get hurt. Uh, you're always whining and complaining about how I make my money. Just dragging me down while I do everything. And now... You tell my son what I, uh, what I do after I told you and told you to keep your damn mouth shut? You stupid bitch. How dare you? This is where she gets it. Yep. She has this look of... She actually looks over to the cop to see if he's buying it. <laughs> and then she looks back straight ahead and says... I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes on to say, you know, have no right to do what you did. Um, I'm not going to continue with uh, the, it's a beautiful script that uh, you should see. Just watch the scene again and again and again. But like what's going on there is just like Shakespearean poetry. And Anna Gunn pulls it off brilliantly. I love yeah. everything she does with that scene because she's basically just like gets the lie that he's telling while still concerned for her daughter. She wants to know where Holly is. She wants them back. She and she and once she gets that he's doing this, she's like, "Just come home." Well, she's like, "Okay, <laughs> if you just bring the baby back now, we get what you're doing." And he has something very interesting to say at the end. Mm -hmm. I've still got things to do. Yeah. So um, he also admits to the fact that you'll never see Hank again, at which point you get your scene, Scott. Marie breaks down and cries, realizing that Hank has now passed. He crossed me. So he's basically admitting to the fact that he's he's the person who who took out Hank, he's admitting, and he, he basically says, you had nothing to do with the business. I had everything to do with the business. This was my empire. You were just a stupid bitch <laughs> who would not listen. <laughs> and, this, and I took the kid because, and, and what's funny is like on first blush, once again, my reaction to him taking the baby 
was not probably the standard reaction that was felt across America. My, my fevered brain was that it's his baby too. <laughs> you know, he's an equal participant in the creation of the child. Yeah. And like, you know, I, I get it. it. She's not safe with him. He should not have taken her. That was a stupid thing to do. But in the heat of the moment, a man concerned about family is concerned about family. And, and Holly is as much a part of that family as any of anybody else. If the others aren't interested in coming, well, God damn it. He'll take what's his. So my take on it was like that. And, and I've come around. <laughs> I'm, no longer, I'm no longer in that. That was a smart play. And, um, what he does uh, next, which is bring the baby to the fire department, um, put her in the um, well. Basically, we cut we cut to a fire uh, a, a firehouse, and um, the lights go on on one of the machines. And I really think this is a time jump. I don't believe what takes place, what we see takes place, it takes place in a linear fashion. Because um, it would be really odd if you were out there all that time having that well, long conversation. He was. I mean, I, they, I they pan over from the from him I, on the phone to the fire station. Pan over from him on the phone to the fire station, and I believe what we saw within the fire station was a jump in time. It it it's not. It did not happen in the sequence that we saw. Well, there has to be time for him to get the baby ready and to write the note and everything. Yeah, the baby's not there already. So, yeah, there there has to be some amount of time in between. But, I mean, maybe a half an hour later, 15 minutes later, yeah. an hour later. Yeah, I know what you mean. But it, anyway, the, the yeah. lights come on. Uh, uh, one of the guys goes and shuts it off, realizes there's a baby there. The baby has been returned. The, fam the nuclear family is together again, sans evil Heisenberg dad was taking the fall for everything. Um, and, there was and, then, and here's where we've discovered. And, and back when um, Marie went to Skylar and was talking to her in, um, in the car wash, that's when I was like, and actually after that scene, when she's driving home, I'm like, why the fuck is she calling Saul? <laughs> You know, you gotta call Saul in a situation like this. And here's where we find out that somebody did fucking call Saul. <laughs> and it was our boy, Walt. Because he's now sitting in the Pinkman spot. And <laughs> Pinkman spot. <laughs> is it not exactly the same place? <laughs> it is. It is. With his giant oh, barrel what, of money. And he's, he's got a giant barrel of money, a couple of bags. Yeah. And he's... He's like right there in town, not too far. Anyone could see him. Um, but then a car comes up. Um, the same, the same car yeah. come for Pinkman. Only Walt puts his shit inside, closes the door, and we see him in the uh, rearview mirror or the side mirror of the car, close up of his face. And then the car drives away. And that's exactly the same kind of scene we see with Pinkman. Um, from the beginning of, this, of the episode, and a, do a lonely dog crosses the uh, the road after the car pulls, in. and that's scene. Yeah. 
Well, did you notice at the firehouse? Okay, they were playing chess. Mm-hmm. And they, this was another little detail that they set up was that the White King is just a few moves away from being checkmated. No fucking way I could have caught. Uh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, man. <laughs> and then I, I think the the baby, good at chess. <laughs> the, the the baby in the in the fire truck is, you know, I, this was a great great baby acting. More oh, more yes. great baby acting. Baby was crying back behind. Yeah. And... Yep, she was kind of hiding oh. from the person who was coming, who, yeah. who had seen mm-hmm. her. Well, yep. Can I? I'm sorry. Go, go, go. It's all speaking, you. Well, speaking of the way Kelly was referring to things being full circle, um, this last act is becomes the, the true re- for me, the true reason why we have that flashback in the very beginning. Um, as we recall, then we see him creating his first lie, his first cover story, his first mm-hmm. performance. And by the time so we get so to smooth. act four, this is his biggest performance. Mm-hmm. This, this is... You know, this is Carnegie Hall. Because you know? <laughs> th- this one's for all the money. And <laughs> you can ima- and you well, not maybe not literally, but you know what I mean. And one can imagine that when we see him with the baby, like after he's changed Holly's diaper, and then we see him on the when he calls Skylar, I, I, I try to imagine how much time passes and how he's been rehearsing the story, much like he did in the in the desert back, you know, over a year and a half ago or whatever it was. Imagine him figuring out the details, what he has to do to get her off. It, what's my favorite thing in that scene is when, as when Chris was describing it, when Skylar gets it and then she says, I'm sorry, that's also the point when Walt knows that she gets it. And that's when he starts crying during the rest of his uh, mm-hmm. conversation on the phone. And that's when it becomes just, oh, I felt bad for him. Even It's amazing. You can feel sympathetic for a character who's saying these horrible things because you know what he's doing and why he's doing it. And mm-hmm. that's what I was talking about. It's the humanity we see of Walt, whether it's pleading for Hank's life or doing everything he can to make sure that Skyler can have the kids and get away, and get away with this stuff and not, not be bothered anymore. It's truly amazing. Now, I've heard people like... like IGN claim that like the script was basically or this 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 lie that Walt takes was most likely just lifted from message boards <laughs> from about how people hate Skylar White all this time and they just put those things in this and I think that does the writers a great disservice because this was clearly um, just a wonderfully orchestrated oh, sequence. I and, will. Yeah, I will say that what the, I thought the writers did in that, at least for a, a little bit of that speech or a conversation, I thought it was kind of a kick in the balls to the anti-Skylar crowd because when he's doing the mocking voice, mm-hmm. he's, I thought it was like, oh, he's basically articulating all the anti-Skylar people out there, and just show, which makes it that much sillier. I, I really got a kick out. I don't think they lifted anything from a message board. Of course not. Right. These writers are right. geniuses. <laughs> but I did think that was a little. I did think that was a little elbow at them. Like, yeah, all of you shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's a smart cookie, and this just put the cherry on top. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's not too bad himself. <laughs> it's like, wow, 
that they couldn't actually pull it off is it just makes me sadder and sadder and that's the thing it's like back when she brought him to the money and showed him the giant pile that was when they should have left and this would all be over <laughs> but you know then we wouldn't have a show so <laughs> if only walt didn't like walt whitman none of this could have happened <laughs> if only Walt didn't like New uh, fucking New Mexico. <laughs> what the fuck? Would you with eighty million dollars? Why the fuck would you run a car wash in New fucking New Mexico? <laughs> family, right? Fuck family. <laughs> you can visit me in the Alps. <laughs> I will. Or in Belize, you. right? Yeah, Belize. Where, wherever. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Wherever they can't ever pull me back. I, I do just think it's interesting that, I mean, to me, that it, all of that indicates, because I agree, I would have left, totally would have left. So why would he stay? You could argue that, okay, you know, I, I blithely said for family, you could say, well, stability for his children, you know, a sense of normalcy, all of that. I actually think it was to, to be with their family of Hank and Marie as well. And as far as Hank visiting him in the Alps, I, I don't think so, because then Hank would have found out something was up. You know, how would they have explained all that money? They, uh, left. they already did gambling. <laughs> yeah, not that much. Not all you have to do is <laughs> In investments. Yeah. He, to me, the fact that they didn't that, that he didn't say, let's leave, you know, let's go make a new life somewhere else, semi in hiding really does show that, that if, again, for whatever reason, family really, really is important to him, including yeah. Hank and Marie. Which makes it even more tragic, because yeah. that is the one thing that has been torn from him for, with, with no, no repair. There's no yep. getting them back. So are we, now can we guess who wrote Heisenberg on the wall? Sure. Well, go ahead. Yes. Um, but I already read something about it. Oh, what? So. <laughs> that we don't find out. What? Yeah. Okay, I don't want to know. Never mind. I'm sorry I brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when, when we consider how many things they do skip, like we were talking about earlier, and like what you're saying, Scott, we just don't need to see the, the how or the process. We jump to the results. Mm -hmm. We may never see the house falling apart like it has you know or being damaged and i, I don't, you know i don't think we will i don't yeah. i don't see any reason for it because it's if the house if the house was in ruins if it, it was like a burned out shell yes i would like to see how yeah. it got that way yeah. the house looks like it's been pretty much abandoned so people have probably made their way through it you know skateboarders hobos who knows what although it's kind of funny it's in the middle of a, a nice suburban neighborhood right. i think they would put the limit on that or they'd call the police about it but. well it was probably i would imagine that at first it would be um uh, not cordoned off but you know be a, a crime scene at, at least for um if they do well clearly they do find it um when they realize that he's heisenberg one would think that the DEA, the feds, whoever would go in and ransack the house. And but well, keep in mind when we saw that house, it's supposedly seven or eight months later. So mm -hmm. I'm pretty pretty sure I'm pretty sure whatever ransacking was done was done probably seven or eight months ago. The only thing they didn't do apparently was open up outlets to find little vials of rice in. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah. 
So, Scott, do you think one of the little details that they leave out is uh, him having uh, uh, Saul go and get his car? Yeah, I, I, I well, because his car is like a yeah. Well, there, it's a marker for where dead DEA agents are buried. It's not but exactly I'm, at the spot, actually, but it's at a spot he where he want them to been, be found. I think he would want um, Hank to be found so Hank could be buried properly. I don't think he's interested. Not when he was trying to get his family out. Here's here's the thing with with and we're gonna have to wait till maybe the next episode, depending where they leave us. And if he wanted Hank to be found, he would simply have written the coordinates on that note that he pinned to Holly's clothing. So yeah. if we find out that those coordinates aren't on the clothing, then clearly Walt either didn't care or didn't think of it one or the other because oh, i thought of that i thought, have thought of it <laughs> he might have I, he might he might be thinking of a few other things at that point as far as also there's well, it's hard to convict a person if there's no body but i don't know if he's actually thinking that far ahead because he did say he did it anyway so they right, probably still convict him other, got all those other confessions he wants to be free enough to get revenge i hmm. think when we see him shake that hand that, you know, just to make it good, we're seeing Heisenberg shake, and Heisenberg has no honor. He is already planning how to take these fuckers out. Well, that's, that, that becomes the, the, like, the big thing to start trying to figure out. He's coming, we know that he comes back, and we, it's, clearly he's coming back to take on the Aryan Brotherhood, that's why he gets the M60, Mm-hmm. Is it now? What is what is the motivation? Because it can be one of a few things. Is it revenge? Is it the money? Is it Jesse? Has he had a change of conscience about Jesse? Would he even know that Jesse was alive or not? He would not know that Jesse's yeah. alive. He's mm-hmm. got to assume Jesse's dead. The, the other thing I'm a little confused about, but obviously we'll find out in the next episode or two episodes. My impression when whenever they brought up the the minivan man who makes people disappear when Saul talked about it with both him and then with Jesse is that once you do this once you disappear no one has any way of of contacting you but I'm kind of wondering if there's an exception made in this case if maybe somehow Saul does know where he is and that because I can't think of any other way he would find out about what's going on with his family or with the neo nazis or anything else I've been I've been oh, wondering about this. But, but he like, can reach out. He doesn't right. have to wait to be contacted. Right. And and with the amount of control that he likes to have, of course, why right. wouldn't he? If not reach out, at least, I mean, Google. Plus, there's all oh, sorts of things. Something. Well, it was, all sorts of things that could end up in the news. Yeah, I mean, the blue so. production is going to be back in, in swing, and that's his product. And he did have a... Um, Hmm. See, like, I wonder if the purity of blue would be the thing that would bring him back. That'd be a but kind how of. How would he hear about that? Um. See, that's that's the issue. How does anyone hear about it? I mean, it's all the rage in Europe. Right, you hear he's... about blue production. It, 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 if the everybody in the drug world hears about it. Yeah. Keep in mind, he's going to, as we saw in the beginning of the season, he's going to New Hampshire. He's yes. going to New Hampshire. Not sure how much how much news about you know meth production in in New Mexico makes it to New Hampshire, so 
I don't know what he's going right. to... I agree. I think this is... I mean, obviously, we're just spitballing here. And, I, and it makes perfect sense. Because Soma would be the only person he could call. I don't know if he'd call his family or... Because wouldn't those phone calls be monitored? I don't oh, know yeah. if they could... Mm-hmm. Do, but now Saul's a lawyer. It might be a little... Tr- it would be a bit more problematic to be checking He's a lawyer with a scanner and about 40 cell phones. Right. <laughs> so, but I'm... It's Saul's got to be the connection. That's, you know, I just... Hmm. Oh, is it Sunday yet? Come on, come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, we still have the uh, the Facebook comments. I will give a shout out. Dedicated podcast. <laughs> to oh, Michelle, <laughs> to Heidi, to Mike, to Dan, for all of your awesome comments and contributing to the dialogue. So let me go through and... Um, and read a little bit. I mean, there's general consensus that it was an amazing episode. I had a quote about holy motherfucking shit <laughs> being speechless. <laughs> um, Heidi commented, yeah, Heidi said that and also commented on uh, Walt telling Jesse, I watched Jane die. And then commented again, like, you can that phone call knowing that the cops were there. And then she commented, I think the real chess game is about to begin. And Susan, there you go with the, the yeah. chess. Um, sorry, I'm scrolling a little bit. Okay, Michelle, your comments are awesome, um, but we're going long now, so I'm not going to read it all. But if other people want to read them, come on to the page and take a look. Um, but, it, all right, let me pick out some stuff. Um she loved the opening, uh, tying in with the with the ending, and you know the fading in and fading out. Um, Hank being shot was heart wrenchingly tragic. I agree. And when they were about to shoot Jesse, I felt like I was going to get ill. My head started spinning at the thought of Jesse meeting the same tragic fate as Hank. Only, of course, Jesse's. If Jesse had been killed there, it wouldn't have been with the same honor that that Hank had, you know, at least Hank went out kind of on his own terms. I mean, not quite, that's not exactly the right phrase, but, um, he did die with honor, didn't he? Um, Michelle feels bad for Marie. So do I, um, <laughs> in the beginning that, of the episode, Scott does not feel bad. For I know, Marie at all. I know. She, she has to win me back over. I'm sorry. In the beginning of the episode, Marie was so confident and assured that Walt was under arrest and Hank had him in custody. She had it all figured out how she and Hank would support Skylar and children and help them through the times ahead. Little did she know that her life was about to spin out of control. Ah, uh, Scott, help, huh? Huh? Help? Oh. <laughs> 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 Go on. All right, and uh, and then finally, again, I, I am sorry that I'm skipping a little bit, Michelle. Um, she comments on the scenes, the uh, Walt's emotional scenes in this episode, uh, both right after Hank's uh, Hank's murder, Hank's being killed, and later on the phone with Skyler. It's moments like those that show Walt's old personality is still present, and he is not full on Heisenberg. At this point, I hazard to say that he doesn't seem very much like Heisenberg at all in the past couple of episodes especially, and that he is, quote, acting like Heisenberg to try to protect his family that he loves and would sacrifice everything for. It seems to me that Walt is not the cold-blooded criminal that many of his past actions have shown. He still has the traits and qualities that he had in the beginning of season one 
and his overwhelming desires to help his family. Except for Jesse Pinkman. Exactly. <laughs> because Jesse yeah. was only like family and no longer has that status, does he? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, He's a little ruthless when it comes to Jesse right now, though. So. Yeah, indeed. He's ordered his, his murder more than once now. Um, okay, and, and the last thing I'll read here is uh, Mike commenting, well, we got the result of the shootout. Hank went, went out with his honor and his dignity. Still the polar opposite of Walt Heisenberg. With Hank, what you saw was what you got. Then he says, how can Todd be so evil to Jesse, yet so kind to Mr. White? I know Jesse went against him after Todd shot the kid, but Jesse splitting from the business opened up a great opportunity for Todd. We'll probably never Todd figure... lover. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably never figure Todd out. Skyler's pressure cooker finally blew up. It was riveting and heartbreaking. Points for refusing to go on the run, and points to Walt for realizing the police were listening and going full abuser so Skyler would not be prosecuted. So thank you all for your wonderful and um, uh, not prolific comments. I don't know. I'm losing my, my vocabulary right now. Uh-oh. Thanks for writing so much. <laughs> <laughs> and we have, we have a voicemail from Amelia. Let me play that real quick. Hey, y'all, it's Amelia. I wanted to call in and let you know I watched the show. I was blown away when uh, when they killed Tink. I was so sad. Uh, I think the whole entire episode was sad. It was just all very, um, I just, I, I don't even know. I was kind of stunned. Um, and even at the end, baby Holly was sad. Everybody was um, but I did want to say that my opinion of Skylar has not changed. I got <laughs> yeah. uh, Do I agree with some of uh, with what she did during the episode? Some of it, yes, I do agree with. Um, I've never really been Team Walt, so um, so there's that between the two of them. I. Skylar more right, yes, Skylar more right than Walt, obviously. Um, however, uh, at the basis of it, I still do not like Skylar. I'm sorry. I, you know, her current circumstances do not negate her past indiscretions. So that's what I have to say about that. And I know Skylar. Some of y'all are not going to be happy about that, but it is what it is. Skylar's not perfect. Nobody's perfect, but still got no Skylar love. Sorry. Miss you guys. Hope to talk to you soon. Bye. So just as you're hard-headed about Marie, so is uh, Easy A on the Skylar. Bear in mind, my opinion of Marie is based on this one episode, and I've liked her in the previous 59, and and she can still win me back in the last two. I just, I just, <laughs> I don't think the last two are about Marie Scott. <laughs> oh, well, I got a spoiler for you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm hanging up now. Actually, next episode is all Marie. <laughs> right. It's it's purple. It's Marie, Marie and it's. it's it's going to be Marie and Huel. 
<laughs> Marie gets a few grenades. So, so what is it really with Breaking Lost? Okay. All right. This stupid thing again. Okay. Actually, I like this one a little bit. Um, <laughs> in, in, in the imaginary Breaking Lost land, the next episode would be titled Egg Town, title of another Lost episode that sucked. <clears throat> and the synopsis was, someone finally investigates the fact that almost everybody in Albuquerque is bald. It turns out all those nuclear tests decades, ago, decades earlier really did have an impact on the environment. Okay. Bravo. Oh, Bravo. Oh, Bravo. Bravo. That one I actually liked a little bit. <laughs> and, you know, it's, I, it's Tuesday. It's taco night. The one that I like is the one that gets no reaction. <laughs> I reacted? Yeah. This is the first one I've reacted to. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's been fun. Give us a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. And... We will get at you next week.